This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now here's your host, our dad, Ryan Scott. Welcome back to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Um, this is Ryan Scott. I appreciate you so much for clicking that play button and joining us today. Um, this is episode 2.7, and I am super excited to welcome yet another friend from the amazing country of Guatemala. Um, this young lady is a mama. She is a wife. She is a fellow AP at a high school in Guatemala. She is a Google Certified Educator Level 1, Level 2, and a Google Trainer, and she is the Empower Captain of GEG Guate. So without further ado, Miss Sheila Escobedo, welcome, bienvenidos to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for that nice introduction. I'm really happy to be here around and I'm really also happy to, to be here talking to you and chatting a little bit about education. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. Um, you know, I always like to, to get perspectives from everywhere, you know, because um, while our systems may be a little bit different, um, what I find is there's a lot more common in common with um, education systems than there is that's uncommon. So, you know, I'm excited to have you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think that when, the more we do this networking work with some of the colleagues around the world, we find yeah common points that we can work together and and really have a, a positive impact in our educational system and our students, of course. Absolutely. Um, so did I say your right name or your last name correctly? Yeah, it's Goel. Escobedo. Excellent. All right. Yeah. yeah so, so one of my like big goals is to be able to speak Spanish good enough that I can go on like a Spanish podcast in total Spanish. Um, I think that's about 10 years down the road, but it's going to happen. So yeah, sounds great. So the I fact that you happy to come over. Yeah. The fact that you are um, on an English podcast is so stinking cool to me. Thank you. <laughs> I tell, you. um, I try to tell our Hispanic students all the time, um, that they have so many skills to offer. Um, especially our students that can speak English, Spanish, and Akateka. Um, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And so, um, yeah, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> and I'm All really right. happy to be here. Like Excellent. Well, let's get rolling. So um, first thing we always like to do is just kind of, you know, let our listeners what 
let them know what's going on at my house, what's going on at your house, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're just two normal people um, talking about something that we love, which is education. And so um, we are recording this on Valentine's Day, um, which is a very big um, holiday up here in the States. I don't know if it is down there. Yeah, it is here. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. Um, So it is Valentine's Day, but um, I always like to say, you know, what's going on at my house. So this past weekend, I took my wife, uh, surprised her, and we went to a little town. um, It's called New Harmony, Indiana. And if anybody out there Mm -hmm. wants to look it up, it is a very old town um, that initially was built by, I want to say, some German settlers that wanted to build a utopia in southern mm-hmm. indiana and um over the course of i don't know how many years two different groups of people came in and built um it's a very artsy fartsy type of town but um we try to go there every year and so we went and stayed and um had a really nice dinner and walked around town and um listened to sang to some music at a bar late at night and just had a really good time um so yeah that's what's going on at my house what's going on that's- at your house. That really sounds great, Ryan. Well, in my house, um, I have we have two sons. One is 16, he's a junior, and the other one is 18 years old. He's his first he's at his first year at the university. So we are kind of changing from moving from school, right. high school to university. That's right. And also trying to help him to learn how to drive a car so he oh. can go to university from the house yeah. to the university. And that has been my weekend. Just go around the house and you know practice and practice and practice. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully this week he's going to get his driver's license and maybe by March he can be he's gonna be able to go by himself to the Perfect. That's, that's a big change. And Good. yes, Valentine's Day is also a big thing here in Guatemala. We did something special for the kids in the morning with. Uh, you know, advisories, there was my secret Valentine's going on. Um, the student council also, so they sold roses and they uh-huh. were sending messages. And tomorrow with my family, we're going to go out for dinner. There you go. There you go. So do you know, um, do you know the word empty nest, what that means? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you and your husband are about to be empty nesters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, three more years, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. You, you sound like you're ready for them to leave the nest. Oh, no. That no really, comment. Yeah. Remember that that series, Growing Pains. Yes. <laughs> now, I know what it, now I know what it means. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah, I talked to my wife um, the other day. We always talk about... <sighs> even though it gets really crazy around here sometimes with, with our kids, one day they will be gone and we will actually miss it. Um, so kudos to you on this next adventure, even though it's not going to start for three years, but um, good luck. Thank you. Good luck to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So this next thing that we always like to do is just to model for our listeners the idea of connections before content. Um, I believe so strongly that relationships um, 
strong, deep relationships are the basis of everything in education. And so I always like to get to know uh, the people that bless me on this podcast. And so I've got a couple questions for you, Sheila, and then I know you brought a couple for me. Um, so my first question is, what is one thing that you are thankful for right now? First thing that comes to your head. Okay, one thing that I'm very helpful for is health. Yeah. You know, being healthy and being with our family alive and just running around, that is something that I'm really grateful for. And last year we got the COVID in the house. So and we didn't have that hard time, but it was really awful to be, you know, two or two, three weeks staying at home and yeah, yeah, having those strange symptoms. So something that really, yeah, thank God for having is my health. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Healthy. Absolutely. I think, <laughs> I think I would absolutely agree with you. I uh, just spoke with a good friend of mine uh, who had COVID and then he had a heart attack because of COVID and mm -hmm. thankfully he's on the mend now, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I am thankful for my um, health. So, all right. Yeah. So this next hey. one's a, a little more, um, a little more fun, not as deep. If you were to suddenly wake up with a superpower what superpower would Miss Sheila want? I think that my superpower would be um, to read the mind of those young people. Oh, that might not <laughs> be know? good. Yeah, I know. But trying to help those people who, who those young, young, uh, young, yeah, young, young students who are really struggling. Yeah. In, and to really help them the way they need. Sure. Sometimes, you know, um, even though you talk to them, even though you, you really open your mind, you open your heart to some of these kids, they they need something else. So yeah. like, yeah, if, if I had a superpower, maybe that's, that's gonna be one of them, like going inside their mind and really try to help them the way they need. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's I have really found, <laughs> I have found two or three girls and, one boy that really need our help. And even though we try this way or the other way, and they say, yeah, we're okay, don't worry. But there is still something inside. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So if, if I was to pick a superpower, um, so normally this question I say, I'd want to be like Wolverine. Um, <laughs> but I think today, today I'm actually feeling more like I'd like to be able to change somebody's mind, like control people's minds. Um, yeah. But I don't, I wouldn't want to do it like for bad things. Like I would like to go around and make people stop arguing over dumb stuff. Like just make everybody get along and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's sometimes, you know, there are uh, details or issues that some people pay more attention to those things and they don't see the big uh, picture or, uh, the the glass half full or half yeah. empty, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, we need to to help those people as well. Or in this white paper, they wow. just see the black dot in the yep. middle, but they yep. don't see what is around. Yeah. So wow. I agree with you. Those Excellent. make a Excellent. difference. Yeah. 
All right, Mashila, what questions do you have for me? Okay, a question for you. Uh, what do you like the most about your job? So I am an, an assistant principal at a high school as well. Um, I'll be honest, I like, and, and this might not be part of my description, but I've kind of taken it to heart. I like to know all of the kids in my building. Um, I want to know their names. I want to know their home life. I want to know what they're struggling with. So I really try to be a student-centered assistant principal. Um, students know, all of them know, that if they need to talk to somebody about anything, they know they can come into my office. Um, they also know that I might suspend them, but the day they come back, it's like nothing ever happened. I don't hold a grudge, you know. Um, so that's my favorite, favorite part. I still get to build relationships like I did in the classroom, but I try to do it with, you know, 700 kids instead of 20. Yeah, well, that's a big difference from 20 to 700. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that is something that I also enjoy. Yeah. To know something else about the students, what makes them special. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and they really appreciate sometimes those kind words from from their assistant principal. <laughs> they, they always yeah. do. You know, we, we forget that high school kids are still kids. They're just mm -hmm. hairier. Um, they still have problems. They still have issues. Um, and, and I actually, I talked to our freshmen about this last week. Um, I got to speak to all of our freshmen about stress mm -hmm. and about the effects of stress and, um, do you know what the Adverse Childhood Experience Survey is? Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. Okay, so it's a survey. <laughs> it's a survey you can give to kids, and it 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 predicts if a student or a child is going to have health problems later on, based on trauma that they have have had as a kid. Um, so I gave all the kids that, and then I really talked to them about how stress as a high schooler feels the same as stress as an adult. Stress is stress is stress. And sometimes we tell our high school kids, oh, what do you know about the world? You're just in high school. And we, we minimize their stress and, and that's just wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's, a, that's an interesting point. For example, in, in our case, this, this freshman, went to the pandemic when they were in seventh grade. Yeah. Happening to them. It's um yeah, it's it's like a big trauma to all the stress, right? Stress is stress. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And my second question is um why and when did you decide to begin with this um, series of podcasts? Okay. So that is, so I'll give you the short answer. Um, during the pandemic, I was bored. Um, I do not sit still very well. And so I um, started branching out with Twitter and Facebook, doing more on social media. And I built um, a pretty good group of guys that I was friends with. And one of them challenged us to do a podcast. 
Um, and I got to thinking about it. And then I decided my 40th birthday was coming up. And I said, well, I'll tell you, for my 40th birthday, let's start a podcast. And so, um, yeah, that was one of my goals. My, my, one of my goals for my 40th birthday was to start a podcast, which I did, and then do a 40-mile hike, which I did. So, um, yeah, but this podcast has been so much fun. I have got to meet some amazing people like yourself, um, literally from all over the world now. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and it lets me, I'll be honest, Sheila, it lets me know that I'm not the only crazy person that really that thinks that they have ideas about improving education. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree with you. I think that this pandemic has brought lots of things, but one of the most important is that we, we were able to make these kind of connections with people yes. around the world. And now it's just as easy as a click on a Zoom session or a Google Meet to connect with other people. So, yeah. so I have found it, it to be one important thing from, from these changes in education. Absolutely. So I truly agree with you. Yeah. Happy to be here too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, and I pray that some of these things that we've learned don't go away. Um, I really hope we get rid of some of the old way of thinking with education and we really adopt, um, you know, like, I, like, you know, we live in a global world and why do we not interact with more folks from other countries? You know, why, why don't we share our education all over the, you know, all over the world, not just in the United States. And I'm not saying that the United States should be the leader because other countries have it right too. Um, so why aren't we all working together to, and for me, education is about decreasing poverty. Um, so what can we do as a world to educate more people to decrease poverty? Yes, yeah, I agree. And I really appreciate those words. And I think the same as you do, like, yeah, of these um, big steps that we have made into, like, you know, communication towards improving education. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they, they don't go back. Yeah. We don't move that way. Let's not, let's not, yeah. let's not. Okay. So the name of this whole thing is all about um, what idea that you have uh, to change the world of or change um, the world through education. And, and before we can talk about I, that idea, however, we, we kind of got to throw out what the problem is that you see. Um, so if I were to ask Sheila, Sheila, what is the problem in education that your idea hopes to, um, I guess, lessen? Uh, well, I think that, yeah, as we said, uh, sometimes we are not updated on the um, issues that education should address. Um, sometimes, you know, we leave like technology issues just for the technology teachers sometimes. Yeah. And we don't have that many <laughs> teachers going around. And some, uh, that is one of the problems that I have seen that nowadays all teachers have become technology teachers. And yeah. We need to be um, digital literate <laughs> yep. in order to help our students improve and move on. So last school year, um, along with my fellow friend, Betsy, <laughs> we got together in this um, AI, artificial intelligence um, workshop. Um, it, was, it was led by ISTE, 
It was hosted, sorry, by ISTE, ISTE and General Motors. And we had a project lead. And we learned about how to incorporate artificial intelligence into education. And, you know, artificial intelligence is all around us. And Absolutely. Even Netflix. Absolutely. When you're watching your movies, you know that suddenly you get the, your playlist or your suggestions. And your cell phones also count on, on some artificial intelligence. So, you know, we found it to be a very good way to introduce this technology issue to our students. And not only with the science, technology science teachers, but more uh, more teachers can be involved. So uh, we worked on this capstone project. I was with the elementary teachers in my, <laughs> so we were discussing on how to introduce the topic to our kids. And we found a machine learning um, platform easy for the elementary kids to do. And also we made a cost base merge cube in order to explain what artificial intelligence is. Oh, very is. cool, yeah. And, yeah, and so to make it more attractive for the kids. And we found another platform called a a Avia, which is um, for music. So you just introduce your data, you say, well, like merengue, you know, Latin America. I like techno and the, the program will um, put it together and it will send you the melody right to your inbox or right to your platform. And then you can begin like doing changes to the pattern or uh, adding more for more sounds. So the kids were playing with it. And for high schoolers, we, we use Google Trends in order to, to show the students that they also can find um, information, this big data sources. Yeah. Yeah. And they can analyze the data. So we were discussing about that and we presented the project. And now uh, the map, uh, there are some guides uh, from General Motors that the, the teachers can introduce. There's a, a guide for secondary, elementary, electives, and ethics, in my artificial intelligence in ethics because nowadays they are using like face recognition yep. in some, in some ways that probably are not the, the best ones. Yeah, right. But we, we can introduce these topics, these concepts to the students, as we said before, now we are global citizens. And introducing them to these kind of concepts, I think that they, they will have an open-minded, they will be open-minded and they will also uh, move forward to to look for more information. So nowadays, the math teacher, uh, I'm working with him, and he is uh, creating a chatbot with his students in math to answer general questions. Uh, so he's working with it with the senior class, uh, introducing math topics to the freshmen. Oh, cool! So they can so they can chat with this little robot, and the robot will answer uh, algebra questions or oh, questions wow. that they have around math. So they are applying artificial intelligence in another subject area. Very, so very cool. Like, uh -huh. Very, very cool. My idea. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So in a nutshell, your big idea is to use this concept of machine intelligence and artificial intelligence um, more in the classroom. Would, would you agree yeah. that is your, that is your big, big ed idea? Yes. 
Okay. Yes, more in the classroom. And we also, we are trying to work with the art teacher because there is this art and culture uh, website and they have uh, nice projects where students just enter some information about themselves and they can create, uh, they can recreate um, famous artist pieces into their own style using artificial intelligence. Yeah. Very cool job. Um, so while you were talking, it really led me to think um, there's this really, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times, there's a guy that I love to read. His name is Ted Dentersmith. And he talks a lot about future ready schools and talks a lot about machine intelligence. And he talks about the number of jobs that are going to be taken over by uh, machine intelligence and artificial intelligence by the year like 2030. Um, and so mm -hmm. I did a quick little Google search, which, you know, that's what Google is good for. And <laughs> according to the World Economic Forum, 85 million jobs will be replaced by machines by the year 2025. So that's in three years. Um, yeah. But it also says 97 million new jobs will be created. So what I am hearing, what I'm hearing you say, what I'm hearing these other guys saying is that, let's be honest, AI, machine intelligence is in our future and yeah, it yeah, would it be very, very good for our students to get on the front end of that and learn how to use it. Um, yeah. Yeah, how to use it. And also Ryan, I think that, one important concept is um, for them to know why they are using this kind of technology, where does it come from, and how it works. Yeah. So if they understand that algorithms are there, uh, connected, and, and maybe they also are going to be more careful with the information they share. Amen, yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know what it's like down there in Guatemala, but these last um four years up here were highly political and highly divisive and a lot of that had to do with social media and those algorithms um because if you're you know if you're a democrat then you're probably well up here it's a, called a democrat but if you maybe you're leaning more on the left more of the liberal side you're going to get more content on the liberal side if you're on the right side, you're going to get more content on the right side. And that all, like you said, all comes down to the algorithms. Um, actually, today I was just having a conversation with the teacher about how our kids um, lack critical thinking skills. And a big part of that is like you're saying, kids have to realize that when they are on these social media platforms, they have to understand what the companies are trying to do so that they don't fall into those traps, like you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and yeah, the same happening is happening here in Guatemala. You know, we have these nice Facebook accounts <laughs> and we just say, uh, I don't know, um, yeah, or talking to your friends, you, you know what, I'm looking for a house. And then you go to your Facebook account and all there it is. Uh, advertisements of yeah, apartments and houses appear out of a seven. So yeah, it, yeah, it absolutely. really works that way. <laughs> absolutely. So 
So I want to get your opinion on this. Um, another thing Ted Dintersmith talks a lot about is that um, no longer is education for delivering like facts and numbers and knowledge. Um, now education really needs to be about how kids can harness technology and use that technology along with the knowledge to create something. And, and in my opinion, that's the way education needs to be going, um, especially when we look at the number of jobs, um, you know, everything. I even heard, so I heard um, people that do taxes for a living, computers mm -hmm. are going to take. Um, I heard lawyers, computers are going to take over. Um, I, I read something where doctors, they're even saying artificial intelligence could take over um, a doctor's job because all it is is really an algorithm. What are your symptoms? It searches it in the computer, blah, 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 and then spits out what the diagnosis is. So there are a lot of jobs, like I said earlier, that are going to be extinct if our kids do not know how to use technology. Yeah, yeah, I think that we have to move on from, from having students that just consume uh, technology into a more makers of technology. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, a good way to say it. <laughs> so I agree with, with what you're saying. It's not just like, okay, yeah, here, 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 please, laptop, yeah, let's see. No, you know what? They can create their own apps, their own apps, for example, now, and they can be um, entrepreneurs. And they can also create their own um, set of data in order to be used for for them to know, to do their inventories. Yeah. But yeah, I really agree that the this, at this moment the students have to be more uh, creative and makers of their own technology. They have Absolutely. to use it further. <laughs> Absolutely, and um, where I'm at um, is a pretty rural part of Kentucky. Um, at one time it was really big in coal mines. And so kids, um, kids knew that they didn't really have to try in high school because they could graduate and make a lot of money as a coal miner. And then when all the coal jobs have left, now there's this vacuum of, especially in the county where I work, there's not a lot of jobs for people that are not skilled. Um, one thing that I am pretty passionate about is that with technology and especially with what COVID has taught us, it is possible for somebody living one where to work somewhere else and pull a paycheck from, so I use the example, um, somebody could live here where I'm at, but telework in New York City and make a New York City paycheck, bring it home and pay for, you know, the prices here, which are substantially lower. And in my opinion, that could help to, um, I, I think it would help the local economy. And I can only imagine what would happen in Guatemala if you had families that were able to work um, even, you know, because I know you, we've talked before and I've talked with, with Betsy a lot. Um, people in Guatemala, tell me if I'm wrong, a lot of the people in the countryside are a lot poorer than the people in the city. 
And so my thinking is maybe, you know, these people out in the, the rural countryside could telework into the city, make city money, spend it in the country, and that would be really good for that community. But it all comes yeah. down to technology. See? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people in, in the countryside are, are very, very poor people than the ones who live in, in the cities. Is you know, sometimes um, there are families that come to the city, they just uh, rent a little a little place because it's not a, an apartment. It's just a place with a big space and a bathroom. Yeah. And sometimes they they make a, a little local store. They put their, their products and they live there in the same spot. Yeah. And so they make money. They are not renting a house for their own. They are selling things. And sometimes they send that money back to their, sure. to their families in the countryside. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So it's about education and also technology. And with this um, pandemic issue, we also have some, well, there is lots of things, but there are also some other people that have used it as, um, as a way to, to make their entrepreneurships grow. Because, um, you know, now we can ask even for lemons to the to the people in the countryside. Oh, can you bring me? Yeah, you know what? I need a hundred lemons. So they they bring it to a place close to your site. So that is something also that is going on around. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So Miss Sheila, you That's just different things. You just shared a guide with me, and I'm going to put that in the show notes. But it's for a website called edsurge.com. And when I pull it up, is that that the program that you used at your high school with General Motors um, to teach your students about artificial intelligence? Exactly. If you scroll down, uh, yeah, I will give you this at search. If you scroll down, it says why AI is important for our students. Yeah. And then it says get started in your classroom. And you're going to find the hands-on AI projects for the classroom guides. So it will give- Oh, them, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. And they are for elementary, secondary electives, as I told you. And if you click on secondary, for example, it will allow you to download the guide in English, Spanish, or Arabic. Oh, nice. So if it is in English, then you're going to find the guide. It's a PDF file, you download load it, and uh, you're going to find activities, the standards, everything in order to, to have your students going through AI in and in in apply it in different subject areas. I, lo I love this. And uh, for the listeners that are listening, there's even, like I know um, Sheila said it earlier, but there's one for ethics where your students can learn all about the ethical side of artificial intelligence, which is very, very cool. And I can only imagine um, the amazing conversations that you could have with students uh, when you start talking about artificial intelligence, you know, um, yeah. because, you know, it's not all bad. I know sometimes we jump to the, the, um, what am I trying to say? We, we, we jump to the worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, there are some worst case scenarios. You know, if anybody that has ever watched Terminator um, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, where that, <laughs> that computer takes over the world. Um, but I don't, you know, there are some really, really good things that are going to come our way if our kids can learn how to um, harness the power 
of artificial intelligence. Exactly. And I really invite the teachers to use the sum, summer model, which is substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition of technology. In the first stage, you substitute, for example, your notebook for a Google Doc oh, or yeah. a Word document, just yeah. to, to take notes. Yeah. In augmentation, you include more pictures and multimedia into your document. Modification, you take those um, documents and make them into a slide presentation to make a video using okay. those notes. Okay. And if you redefine those notes, you can even um, come up with a sketch and have some students, you know, act a role play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've using never technology, heard that. they can they can do something. Nice. I've never heard that, but so, I love that. Yeah. So it's the summer model for using technology. So I invite teachers to, to take a look at it and it will help also our students become a, from a, move from consumers of technology into makers. Yeah, that's exactly right. From consumers to creators. I love that. I'm actually, while we were talking, I'm opening up a Google doc because I'm very Googly, not as Googly as you. Um, and I'm going to copy and paste all of this stuff into my Google Doc so that I can make sure that my listeners get the benefit of this. Great. I'm going to include another. Tell you what, you are just a wealth of knowledge, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Okay, one more, and then we will move on. Okay, so this next one, oh, that, okay. So that power school that I will link in the show notes is an is a explanation of the SAMR model. Yeah. SAMR, SAMR. Okay. That's correct. Well, Ms. Shiva, um, I believe we can start to wind this thing down because I think you have um, brought a great idea to the show tonight. Um, kids need to learn about AI. Um, I think you said it right. You said, um, see if, you, if, if I can re recall what you said, not consumers of knowledge, but creators of knowledge is that what you said yeah mm -hmm. okay that's that sounds like a great show title <laughs> great. and i'm going to also i'm going to share with you a that platform i, I told you about music it's okay. called ava but um you know this is used also with um composers Oh yeah, professional composers. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So, but but uh, you can have your free account, and it will allow you to download three three music compositions per month. Okay. And so you it can be helpful for our kids also to create their own music using artificial intelligence. Very very cool. Yeah, I'm a big music guy, so I might try this. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, Miss Sheila, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about artificial intelligence or anything you want them to know about you or anything else you want us to leave us with this evening 
Yeah, at the beginning you said, well, there are some more crazy people around. And <laughs> as my fellow, my fellow uh, uh, colleague said, Betsy, yeah, we are. And in Gigi, what day you are going to find a little bit more <laughs> of those crazy people trying to do something good, something that really impacts positively our students' learning process and our teachers' practices. So I'm really happy to, to be here and joining you in this space and hope also that this information is helpful for our teachers and your audience as well. Absolutely. Well, you are now an official member of the Big Ed Idea family. So um, yeah, so now we're like cousins. Thank you so much. Okay. Ah, thank you. I like that. <laughs> so like you're, my, that, yeah. you're my tia, tia Cousin. Sheila. Okay. Yo soy tu tía. Muy bien. All right. Bienvenido a la, fam Bienvenido a la familia. There you go. There you go. Okay. But if there's anybody out there, Sheila, that wants to connect with you, uh, maybe wants to learn a little bit more about this stuff or, you know, just wants to pick your brain, how can my friends out there get a hold of you? What is the yeah. best way? You can look for me in Twitter um, okay. at Escobedo GT. And that's one of my, oh, my social um, okay. network and also Facebook. Sheila Edith, that is my <laughs> Sheila Edith, or the webpage at ggwate, gg.gt, that is our website. Okay. You can contact me over there. And of course, in the training directory, trainer directory of Google. Okay. You can find my profile as well. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, and, and to my listeners out there, in case you, you know, stumbled across this podcast, and this is the first one you've heard, um, I would love to know what your idea is. This is a safe space for anybody out there um, that has, you know, a crazy idea of what they think could change the world of or through education. Um, you know, we have all been in spots where crazy ideas sometimes aren't um, easily accepted. Well, I want you to know this is a safe space. So anybody out there, if you are listening and you want to be on this show, you've got an idea or, you know, you just want to chat, um, look me up on Twitter. That's probably the best place. Um, it is Ryan C. Scott 1981. Um, I'm, I've actually just launched a website. Um, my developers are slowly building it um, with stuff that I've given them. And I don't know how I lucked out, but this domain was open, ryanscotted.com. Um, that is for ed, um, education. So look me up on there. You will see my, my, uh, how my book is going because I'm writing a book. And so how that's going, you'll get to see links to all of these podcasts. And I am going to also start a weekly blog, hopefully, um, so that is up and running you can check that out but you can email me or you can hit me up on twitter but like i said i would love for you to be on this episode i'd love to get some feedback let me know how we can improve um but yeah hit us up join the big ed idea familia we'd love to have you and so sheila yeah that sounds and, great with your book <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's, forward uh, to it. <laughs> it's uh exciting scary nerve-wracking all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, seeing somebody born. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're right. It's um, it's taken on a mind of its own. Um, I'm on chapter two and I write five days a week for 30 minutes and I'm letting it take me where it takes me. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can have it around soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, Miss Sheila, um, I want to thank you for your time this evening. Thank you also for, for the invite. Yes, ma'am. Do not be a stranger. Okay. <laughs> okay. And to See my friends out there Twitter. and out to those friends out there in uh, the Twitterverse or in the social media land, thank you once again for joining us on the Big Ed Idea podcast. And like um, my grandpa, Big John Janoski, used to always say, I will see you in the funny paper. Thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.